The Lover's Journal is quite different because this is really just a series of prompts that are very simple. The idea was to actually make something that works really well for journalers like me uh, and works also really well for non-journalers like... <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of the reasons like, I haven't really journaled is because there's also an expectation that whatever you're writing has to be meaningful. Right. And also... It cannot be just yeah. mundane. Right. You know? Yeah. And so... And I feel like sometimes... My life is just doing the mundane. And, and I think sometimes when, if you're going to say, maybe you spend 10 minutes journaling, you know, maybe you spend five minutes journaling, maybe you spend an hour journaling. I think one of the things that can get in the way is what am I getting back for the time I'm investing? And with journaling, it's not always immediate. Sometimes yeah. it's years later. Welcome to the very first episode of our podcast for 2021. Welcome. This is the Interracial Couple Podcast. Wait, it's not all black and white. My name is Sarah. I'm black. I'm Matthew. I'm white. And today we get to look back into last year while then transitioning into looking into the coming year. I know. How was 2020 for you? Well, 2020, I think, for me, was about as complicated <laughs> as it was for most people. You know, well, there's a quote in the book we've just been working on, which we'll tell you about shortly, and that is one of the defining factors in the challenges in your relationship is attitude. I didn't get that exactly right, but that was kind of the idea. And I think one of the things that when I look back on 2020 that was I'm so grateful about was mostly my attitude around what was going on. A long time ago, if I could look to say what was the sort of key to me sort of turning around a particularly challenging time in my life, and that was the way I phrased this question, why is this happening to me? And I could ask that as like, oh, why is this happening to me? Or I could switch that around and say, why is this happening to me? And as soon as I started doing that, every challenge became something that elicited curiosity. Mm. So when I look back on 2020, I'm certainly asking that question, like, why did that happen? Why did that happen to me? Why did this happen to us as a race, as a human race, I mean? Um, so that's kind of this question that I look back on. How was it? You know, it was a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of different things. Uh, and I'm still sort of looking at it with a whole lot of curiosity to try and figure out what in the world was going on and what do I need to learn from it? Yeah. I think it was a lot of emotions for me. It was ups, a lot of like ups and down, but I would say it was actually most ups, you know? I've been having this kind of guilt saying that 2020 was good because of COVID and how many people have died and the the havoc that it wreaked on so many people's lives. Correct. For sure. Yeah. But in my bubble, I feel like as an individual, it just gave me like a break, you know, a break to reflect, a break to work on my business, a break for us to develop something together. So I feel like I am almost kind of, it was, yeah, I would say it was complicated. 2020 was complicated. Um, and... 2020, actually, we moved. <laughs> we did, very unexpectedly. Uh, our a visit back to California turned into a total move 
and all of our stuff in Kenya is shoved in a storage area at your cousin's house. <laughs> I know. Like, if you had asked me in 2019 that I would be living in California, I'd be like, no way. You if know? you would ask that in March of 2020, it would have been no way. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you know what? Actually, I want to go back to that too, because actually, I think that even up until we made the decision, like we were here and we're like, should we just stay? And we said, well, yeah, I mean, we can't really easily travel. Who knows what's going on in the world? Let's just stay. So if you'd asked me the day before you brought up that question, I would say, no, no, we're just here temporarily. But when you brought it up, we, and that I want to kind of go back to, because that was this kind of curiosity. It's like, why is this happening? All this stuff. It was just in that moment. That was a decision. It could have been the totally wrong decision. Uh, it didn't matter. It was just a decision that we made. And it came from looking at the question of what's going on with real curiosity, like what's best for this moment. Yeah. I, I I look back and I was like, it could have been, we could have made it become a big deal than it was because we came to America with, I think, less than two suitcases. Yeah. <laughs> I brought one suitcase. I just thought we were going to be here for two to three months. And then we were going to go back to our lives in Kenya. And when I realized that that wasn't happening, I just called a couple of friends and I, you, my like, your brother's wife gave me a few sweaters because it was cold. And I went to LA and my best friend gave me a few clothes and I was like, I'm set. Here you we know? Are. Yeah. And here <laughs> we are <laughs> months later. Um, so I'm kind of, yeah, when you look back now on 2020, what, rather than kind of like reminiscing or looking back, what was it when you looked back that you were actually taking with you into this year? Like, what kind of sort of, rocket fuel did it give if you look back without looking at all the challenges or the difficulties those are kind of easy to look at from last year yeah um i think the blessings are too in some ways but the other my question is when you look back what were the things that kind of lit a fire under your butt what was the thing that you're like oh this i'm really taking with me into 2021 one of those things is like it's something that i've always had but i always thought about it as a negative for me and it was like my ability to adapt and make decisions quickly. So I don't spend a lot of time thinking or sweating like what my friend would say, like, Sarah, you don't sweat, sweat small stuff. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the consequences. I'm like, when I think about something, I'm like, okay, this is what it is. And what's the best case scenario? And what's the worst case scenario? And with those two things, decisions are made. And usually I move so quickly in decision making. My family and friends are like, Sarah, like, you didn't communicate that. You didn't, like, we didn't know that was happening, you know? And, and you're like, I didn't yesterday either. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And it was so hard to say that. Like, I actually, it's like, I make this huge, what other people would call like a huge decision that would affect my life. And people are like, wait, but. You really didn't like spend the last four months talking about it. It just was like, I'm like, I'm sorry. If I knew this was going to happen, I would have communicated, you mm. know? So even when I called my cousin and I was like, thanks for keeping my things, but we're choosing to stay in America since we can't travel. And he was like, was there a part of, like, you just, you just left all your things here? Like, was there a part of you that was like, you know, I might stay? And I was like, no, there wasn't a part of me mm. that literally thought I could stay in the U.S. for this long. Right. 
But I think it's hard for most people to be like, my life is in Kenya, all my belongings are in Kenya. And then the next month, I am living in the US, I'm living in California, and I'm comfortable. Like, I could keep doing this, you know? So I think that's kind of one of the things that I want to take into my life and not so much as a negative. It's actually something that makes me adapt to things and make me be present in what I'm, if I choose that, then it's what I got, you know? Right. Yeah. That's really, that's really nice actually. And, you know, for me, I definitely, uh, I'm a little bit more of a planner than you are. Um, though I think for some people, they think I, I seem also fairly erratic and spontaneous possibly, but I definitely do give things a lot more consideration than you do. One thing that you do that's really nice, and I'm glad you're kind of highlighting that, is when you do, you never look back and say, oh, what if? Like every once in a while you say it, and it always surprises me when it's like, oh, we should have done this other thing. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? First of all, you can't go back and change the past. So that was, you know, that's a, if it's, if it's a serious uh, you know, statement, then it's a futile one. There's a meditation. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but there's a meditation that we usually, I don't know if I do it with you. I've done it with David G. I've, yeah. I've heard it, you do it before. Yeah. Yeah. It's, do you accept that you cannot go back and change the past? Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, I fully accept that I can you're, you're very good with that. And it becomes kind of nice because then when you make a decision, you get to actually be in the moment. Um, and we've talked about this in the past too, which was like, even when, when we decided to move to Kenya together, um, I, the, the change in my life was bigger than the change in your life for that move. Um, and you were times where we hit some snags along the way, practically things like that, where you're like, Oh my gosh, this was my idea. This Mm -hmm. is a, you know, now I, you know, I've got to own this or whatever. And, and it didn't end up really being a challenge because as soon as I decided that that was my decision too, I wasn't thinking, oh, we should have done it this other way. That was never, that was never a consideration. For me, I think one of the things that I really struggle with is being able to truly take time. And 2020 didn't necessarily give me that, but it, uh, it reminded me of something that I very briefly had in 2019 and that was where we lived in Kenya. We didn't commute. There were a lot of things we didn't do. We also had, you know, we had additional help around the house. So the amount of time that was available was so much more. And I really gave a lot of time to self-care. Yeah. Uh, I took a walk or worked out basically every day or went on a run. Uh, I wrote every day, basically come hell or high water. I read every day. I did study work that I wanted to do. It was... I. I I didn't miss many beats. And I think one of the things when I look back on 2020 is, you know, to actually say, I, I, I got better at it in 2019. I lost a little bit of it in 2020, but I also, because I'd had it and then, and then didn't give it as much focus was this thing of saying, Oh, I really need to work that time into my life very consciously. Um, because yeah, I tend to do, 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 do. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like culturally we reward that. We're always really like, oh, this person does and, you know, creates a lot of things or does so much and that's so cool. And I feel like that actually, uh, that's missing a certain part of the point of life, which is <laughs> to be actually, you know, really just take the time and, and sort of tend the inner garden as it were. And I, you know, I go through phases, but I want to make sure that that's not a phase, you know? So I think that's something for my 2020 that I want to bring into next year. 
Yeah, I feel like when I, I realized, because I grew up in Kenya, so that was my culture. And then I moved to America where it was like, there's go, 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 go. And when we moved to Nakoro, it was like, after seven, I was like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, remember? <laughs> yeah, we were in like, bed early because, you know, you, you don't, we don't go out really. And if we did, you, you know, took a cab or something, we went into town, had some drinks, whatever, and then went back. And you can't do that all the time. No. And I was just like, it just was as such, I was like, what do you do? And then I remembered like, actually, it's no, you don't have to be doing the whole entire time. You can just be in... I remember like asking myself, okay, it's seven. Like, what am I going to do until 10, 11 when I need to go to bed? <laughs> because, we just start going to bed earlier and yeah, reading because, a lot. Because I was just in this mode of like every hour is accounted for. And I think 2020 reminded us that every hour does not need to be accounted for, yeah. for so many of us. So I think we got that in 2019 when we moved and that now that we are back, it kind of like is easy to remember, like, I don't have to be doing something every single minute. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so now as we're looking forward to 2021, something kind of big happened for us in 2020. Yeah. Um, and that was... Um, you know, the definition of big could be like, they moved from Africa to the US. Yeah. Well, that was huge. That was kind of big. Um there were there all there could have been a lot of things, but there was one thing in particular, and it really began uh, as we were looking back over our relationship, and we were doing TikTok lives and going on TikTok fairly regularly, and uh, we were getting a lot of questions about our relationship, why it works, what doesn't work, what some of our hiccups had been, and as we really were sort of clarifying this for our audience, uh, it brought a lot into focus of to what we've done, why it worked well, what we did that we ended up letting go of, certain patterns that were really beneficial, other patterns that were like, could have come in and completely corroded our relationship from the inside. And in really clarifying that, we really brought into focus uh, something that we do together. And that resulted in what we called the lover's was, journal. Yeah. And the lover's journal we started working on in a lot of ways. You could go back and say, we started working on it as soon as we got together with our journaling together and reading relationship Actually, books. I think and, that's a fair assessment with the lover's journal has been in the making for a couple of years. Yeah. Cause the immediately, like as soon as we got together, you brought this book over and you said, we're going to work on this book together. If we're going to be in a long-term relationship, we need to work on, you know, on, and it was the, the book was the energy of money, but it was really, we used it as a workbook for, for money issues and energy issues within our relationship. And it was incredibly powerful. And that was really the beginning. But last June, I guess, when we first got back into California, we started kind of taking this work that we've done, codifying it and putting it down on paper. And now we have the Lover's Journal. I know. And the other thing, too, like I have to say is like with all the work that we did, there was something that you like you do every day, most days, Um that I admire so much, and in that is you journaling, you know? So for me, I just don't know. Like, I journal, but not really, you know? So I kind of just do it, like, once. I would like to make it a practice, but it's not something that I have really 
yeah, it's not a habit that I usually do. And so I'd watch your journal and I was like, damn, we should create a journal for couples like us to do that we both can do together. Because we had all like, we have done so many like things together, you know. Because we do, we have done plenty of journaling together, not necessarily every day or every week, but the certainly. Lava's jan- not the lava's, the energy of money is was our fa- really that book was like where we journaled so much because my journal that I bought for all the exercises that we did together from the book is literally full and that is the first time that was my first journal to feel like I've never f- I yeah it's embarrassing to say but I don't have a journal that's full that was the first time because there were so many exercises in that book to do as a couple and would remember we used to like take take the book and the journals and go do it in the coffee shop. We go to coffee shops. We would go. We did other things. We, I think we even we did the park a few we times. Did, yeah, we did. We did a picnic we, and yeah. read the book and journaled. Yeah. Um, and now the lover's journal is quite different because this is really just a series of prompts that are very simple. The idea was to actually make something that works really well for journalers like me. Uh, and works also really well for non-journalers like... <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it really kind of, you know, it's it, these sort of simple prompts that some people could really run with and other people can write just a few words, really, if that's, you know, if that's what it takes to begin to get in. But a lot of it is really about kind of turning some of the lens inward for what we really love, you know, and journaling can sometimes be very heavy. I mean, even when we did like the energy of money and we've done, you know, we did the landmark together, we've read, uh, you know, some nonviolent communication books together. We've done a lot of these work, you know, workshops and books and things like that. And sometimes it can get fairly heavy. Yeah. And, and I think that is one of the reasons like I haven't really channeled is because there's also an expectation that you're supposed to pour your heart. That's yeah. kind of like how I think about journaling. You're supposed to pour your heart into this. Whatever you're writing has to be meaningful. Right. And also, it cannot be just yeah. mundane. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, and I feel like sometimes my life is just doing the mundane. And, and I think sometimes when, if you're going to say, maybe you spend 10 minutes journaling, you maybe you spend five minutes journaling, maybe you spend an hour journaling. I think one of the things that can get in the way is what. What, is, what am I getting back for the time I'm investing? And with journaling, it's not always immediate. Sometimes yeah. it's, you know, it's years later. You know, I mean, I've got, unlike you, I have a huge box of old journals from when I started journaling as a teenager. Um, and, you know, what have those meant for me? Well, it's not necessarily tangible. I can't say because I did all this journaling, therefore X, Y, or Z. But Overall, there are yeah. a lot of pieces that I can kind of that I can look to that make that work really important, and I think that's kind of one of those those things that made it really important. Is like, what if it's just kind of fun? What if we can just show up and enjoy it? And also, what if the prompts aren't always heavy, but they're a lot of levity to them? Yeah, you know, and a, a balance because you also want to do work on your relationship. You want to grow in your relationship, but growth doesn't always mean weeding out the negative. Sometimes it means you know uh, plussing the positive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of the way we did the channel because I think we brought the aspect of like the heavy channeling and the fun channeling in one, yeah. you know, so and also making the giving people prompts because sometimes I sit and I want a journal and I'm like, so since I it's not a habit that I have, I'm like, what am I supposed to write? Because as I say, like the mundane feels like it doesn't belong in the journal and the heaviness is like, I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. So I think with the, the what makes the Lava's journal so amazing is that 
when I see to channel, it's like, I don't have to really think. It's like, it's prompted. So the, the prompts can guide me into the beginning of starting to journal. Yeah. So, you know, and, and so kind of as we're looking forward into 2021, one of the things is now that we've fully written it, we are doing two things. One, we are, uh, you know, a lot of these prompts and things we've actually done over over the course of our relationship. Uh, we do monthly challenges and we've done so many monthly challenges, things that we do to kind of push ourselves a little bit or try new things, whether it's like we're going to exercise every day for a month or whatever that kind of happens to be. Um, but what I'm really excited about is we are going to be doing the Lover's Journal in 2021 along with I everybody so, who gets one. I am so excited. <laughs> Look, I want to show. Oh my God, this it's... is like, smile, say cheese. <laughs> so I'm not even, I just, I am like amazed about how much love we put into this and the beauty of the cloth is just. It's so nice. And we'll, there'll, be, there'll be several different colors. We've got a black one here. Um and yeah, so like, you know, here, like just week 20, week 21 is an example of something light is uh, list at least three things about your lover that makes you laugh. What makes, what makes, what makes, <laughs> oh, now I'm on the spot. You are on the um, spot. Uh-oh. Well, see, this is why it's a journal. That way I get to think about it in the private of my own brain. Um, <laughs> but you read it. And so. the quote for that week is by Rumi, which is live life as if everything is rigged in your favor. Oh my goodness. Um, it's a good one. Which is really quite, uh, kind of quite special. Three, list at least three things that make, about your lover that make you laugh. Um, well, this is a little bit of a cop out, uh, but uh, you have quite a sense of humor, so I laugh a lot. <laughs> um, one of when when you talk when we talk about like one of the things that made me fall in love, I thought that was kind of a funny question that we've asked in here. Okay, because one of the things is I immediately go back to the very first things, but. If I'm in a sort of, if we're going to be developing our relationship, I've, there've got to be things that sort of continuously make me fall in love, which was really fun for me to think about because you asked me that. I always go back to the beginning, and one of those things was I had a big, huge, um, uh, like Kurt Russell mustache, and uh, or like Sam Elliott mustache, this big, huge thing. And we weren't even going on a date. We went to hang out. We had mutual friends, and we you know, started a conversation. So we're going to go have a drink sometime, and and. I had this big old mustache and I'm getting to know Sarah. I said, so what do you do? And she says, oh, you know, I, I have an online business. I sell things online. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And she goes, yeah, but you know, I could never sell men's razors because I would give those away. And I'd say, here, just take it and shave that shit off your face. And I was like, that honesty, that boldness of someone you barely know, um, but to say it without any stank or negativity, but just with humor, like that was, I was like, oh my God, that is amazing. And you, you poked fun at me a few times that night that actually also, had, it had no meanness to it. So then I was also to kind of able to poke a little fun. And, and usually you can only do that with people you really know for a long time that you really care about. But I didn't have to like hold back because you didn't. And there was no, it just, it wasn't personal. It was just fun. So that was one of the things that uh, it was when we were kind of going through the journal and talking about it. That's one of the things that made me fall in love with you. It's one of the things that makes me laugh is you can just kind of make these biting comments in a way that just doesn't feel like an attack at all. So I get to mm. totally laugh at myself. And it's so nice to laugh at yourself and not take yourself too seriously. So I think that's, thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. 
And also, I feel like we have the same sense of humor, <laughs> and it can be done. <laughs> You're on the dark side. We, it's, uh, on, it's on the dark side where it's like, oh, my God, thank God, like, no one <laughs> is here to hear me. <laughs> thank God Big Brother's not recording all of our conversations <laughs> Yeah. until, like, random things start coming in the mail from Amazon because Alexa thinks we wanted some really weird dark things. Um, so yeah, but that makes me laugh. Something that – did I say laugh? And there's also something that makes me smile – is uh like the way that you like uh just you're so your generosity um is kind of amazing uh so that makes me that makes me smile you know when you have guests and they're like leaving to go on the road and you're like oh here and just pack a huge bag of stuff for them to take that just makes me smile didn't make me laugh it's not funny but makes me smile (laughs) yeah um that's nice to hear so, yeah, so I think, so moving forward then into 2021 for us is a doing this, um, but also making sure that everybody who would love to do it knows that the Lover's Journal exists and uh, knows where to get one. Yeah, and we should have this printed and, yeah, printed and available by, on Amazon by. and... Yeah, we have a crowdfunding going on right now. We should have them, yeah, by Valentine's Day. So you, not we will have them by Valentine's Day. Anybody who orders them now will have one by Valentine's Day, which Thank is pretty exciting. Um, so that's uh, so that's pretty exciting. So that's that's one of the big pieces for our 2021 is getting the Lover's Journal out. So right now, if you go to Indiegogo, uh, you'll find it. Just type in the Lover's Journal at Indiegogo. You will see it. Yeah, so if you are listening to this and you and you you are looking for something to gift your partner or to do uh, in 2021, go ahead and get the Lovers Journal. Yep. Uh, and we can do it together. That's the fun we part. We can. We'll be having a lot of fun. So the link will be in uh, in the show notes. So you can always check that out. Uh, and then if there, you have any questions about about it, absolutely let us know. And uh, that's, so that's a big thing that I'm looking forward to 2021. It's, yeah. the, it's the most exciting thing I can think of. Um, there's a few other things. Uh, I actually have a movie that I produced that comes out uh, at the end of January. Oh, yeah. Called Caged with Eddie Cafegi, uh from Twilight and uh, Blacklist. Um, Angela Serafian from Westworld. Melora Hardin. A uh, really great cast. A really uh, interesting movie that's both sort of a thr- genre type thriller, but with a big social message. So that I'm really excited about too. Um, so those are a couple things that I'm really looking forward to in 2021. Yeah. And I think for me too, is like, I'm for my social enterprise, I'm planning on adding more products into a brand. So that's exciting. Uh, lo- and so we'd also love to hear what you have uh, coming up into 2021. Um, also any support you need, uh, questions that you have, you know, I think that's one of the things that that 2020 has really reminded me of is that we are, no matter where you are in the world, we're a community. And it's really important for us to lean on each other, to ask questions, to be really present. And that's one thing that we have kind of committed to is being there um, and being present with our community, both the people that are currently in our little pod, um, people who are our friends, and also people in the broader community. Yeah, so I'm you're going to be listening to this in the end, in the beginning of the year. So happy new year. Happy new year. And I'm excited to go on this journey with you. All right. The, the next, you know, in yeah. 2021. So here we go to 2021. Have a fantastic, fantastic new year. Uh, this has been the Interracial Couple Podcast, and uh, we will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>